This is Roger speaking, and I'm actually going to start calling this. I can't take it anymore. I try to stay silent because sometimes things in the world have to kind of coalesce or for you personally to get you to rise to speak on certain issues. And today, I just got to a breaking point with everything going on in my life, everything going on in the world. Um, I have to document this. And I want to have conversations with you all out there. I hold back a lot and I haven't been speaking. I've been wondering if I should speak pertaining to things going in the world because everybody has a right to their opinion and everybody has a right to freedom of speech in this country and everybody has a right to do what they you know what they want as long as it doesn't affect or harm others that's the god-given right that we have or the constitutional right that we have so today is october the 11th 2018 on a series, I can't take this anymore. Thank you for joining me. I'm honored, always willing to speak with others, and always willing to put out ideas for you to think a little deeper. Today, I want to speak on two issues. One issue being internet censorship and banning of any sort of media outlets or any sort of freedom of speech. That's number one. And number two, speaking on, and I don't like to get into racial tensions because I feel like it's a Neanderthalic uh, paradigm that we should have been past. I mean, every single time I see a racial, racial issue anymore, I look at how far we have advanced in technology, how far we have advanced as a society in terms of coexisting, and things aren't going to be perfect in coexisting. I mean, you can look at the animal kingdom, you can look at, you know, many different examples of coexisting species, which we're all one species, which is cra even, even crazier to me, but coexisting as people with different perspectives or or different outlooks as well as different you know you know shades of skin i guess you know textures of hair color of eyes <laughs> and it just is so funny to me that with it, these things are still a paramount of conversation so first i would like to speak to keep it because one reason why I don't like to speak is because I kind of digress. I like to I don't like to write scripts. I don't I like to I like it to come from the heart, from the spirit, from the mind, from research. And I like to ponder. I don't like to react to situations. I like to proact and to think before I speak. Uh, being a younger man, I'm 29 now, but being a younger man, there was a time because I'm an introvert mainly, which is why it's taken me so long to get this going. But 
being a younger man first, you know, I'm an introvert. So at a certain point you get to, a, you know, a sliver of life where you believe that others, you know, either aren't helping you or worthy of your presence or whatever your facet of, you know, kind of being a isolation, uh, isolated person or um, a silent person in your own way. You kind of you, you, you kind of have that teenage time. Some people don't. But for me, I did have a teenage era where I didn't speak often, even as a child. I didn't speak often. Then becoming, uh, you know, getting into music, getting into entertainment, that kind of broke that barrier as well as a lot of customer service, years in college and communication. You kind of break that barrier. And then when you, if you do study and if you do kind of ask the questions that we all ask when we try to uh, come up with answers to life. You know, you ask why. It's a big question. It's why. Um, we we come to a conclusion. We come to a conclusion in our in our own minds that you know I have an opinion and I have to speak on it, which is completely fine. But then, as I became, you know, you know early to mid 20s, I was a little bit too opinionated, a little bit too outspoken. And sometimes that got me either in trouble or just got me into conflicts that could have been avoided. Um, now, you know, I've done a lot of meditation, done a lot of prayer, done a lot of research, done a lot of things to calm myself and understand that you think before you speak, especially when you're speaking against other people's opinions. Um, you need to think before you before you lash out at someone or before you speak against someone else's opinion or be or, or albeit speak against fact, because if you're speaking against fact with an opinion, then it doesn't really mesh well. I mean, if somebody has facts, and you have an opinion which honestly are few and far between anymore. Uh, ultimately, you're going to look like a fool. So, and then with me, my mind goes in many various places. As you can see, um, I decided, you know what? I will speak when I'm in conversation one-on-one -on -one with people. I may comment online, but in terms of me going all out, and just, you know, having some sort of podcast or talk show or some sort of speaking outlet, some sort of podcast or, you know, talk show um, kind of went against my nature. But as I see the world waxing worse and worse, people's relationships going down the drain because of political views or religious views or what have you, when we're a melting pot country. And always have been, even in slavery times, melting pot country. Okay. It becomes a little bit more touchy in, in, in speaking against someone's views as well as condemning someone for their views or their race, religion. I don't even use race. Like I said, this is all 
primitive thought when we talk when we talk about race because we're all one race we're all you know once one species different shades <laughs> it, it's funny okay so to get back on topic i want to first talk about internet censor censorship and um kind of the fine line that it presents when you start to ban people from the internet due to free freedom of speech or their own opinions of speech. Uh, or when you hate somebody or defame somebody, what, what makes me upset is defamation of character. Okay. Because that's something that's almost, I mean, pretty much worse than death, you know, in terms of, Maybe not necessarily in terms of what you think of as the afterlife or if you don't, whatever. But someone name, someone's name, especially someone prominent in society's name lives on. Much longer than they do in the physical realm on Earth with, with people, with society, especially if they're massively popular and you defame that person and they pass away. And they can't speak for themselves, you know, themselves anymore. I have a big problem with, with that. Okay. Because defamation of character is even something, if you're a spiritual person, that's something that, you know, even God speaks very, very, very negative towards. Because, you know, the utmost of honor in any previous society was your word you know and if you lied that was like paramount of treason in some cases to your country and if you defame somebody it was worse than lying so i have a big issue with defamation of character lying etc and we're human we do these types of things daily like we defame people daily we lie about people daily it's called rumors okay and I, I, you know at a certain point in your life you should be able you know you, you should have gotten past these things i mean you know that's the type of thing that those are the type of conversations you had in high school you know, those were the type of conversations that you have at your first couple jobs. So generally when I see these types of things, whether it's, I mean, you're going to have your opinion about the president. You can have your opinion about people and media and public figures and public figures are a little bit different. You can have your opinion. You know, but when it comes down to it, it really is a problem when you speak as if fact is part of that person's character, no matter who they are. Yeah, when they're a public figure, they they expose themselves to a level that is above a private citizen's privacy, okay? You can have your opinion about them. 
You can like or dislike them. That's that's totally fine. But when you start to defame or lie about these people without research, that's what is the issue. And bear with me. I'm setting the stage. I know. Like I said, I don't do this much because I can digress. But I try to set the stage so that I am not misinterpreted myself. Nor will I be defamed or lied about. Okay. And I'm speaking for all Americans, all human beings, all races, everybody. I'm not just speaking about my opinion, even though my opinion does drive my my notion to speak. But I also do thorough research. also ponder these things before I speak. And it's not about me trying not to offend it's, it's about me reaching as many people with reason as possible. So, as a public figure, you are subjected to a little more criticism. That's okay. That's how it always has been. That's not going to change. But internet censorship of people, completely disavowing people off of platforms whom help build those platforms whomever it is, or speaking ill against someone's character without them being, in this country, tried and found guilty beyond a reasonable doubt is an issue, okay? You can have your opinion. That is completely fine. But when you start to hate people based off an opinion, or when you start to hate people because of their... uh, their liking of someone that you do not like based off an opinion, that's when I'm seeing that this is becoming a very big, disastrous issue. Internet censorship is not something when the internet was established that has has seen law because the internet is an open and free marketplace of ideas. I am a network administrator. I have been on the internet since I was four or five years old. I was at one point explaining to people on forums and in chats what LOL was. I've been on the internet a very long time. I've been working with communications for a very long time. And I have seen over time, you know, opinions and dislike, which is completely fine, turn into uh, false facts, defamation of character, and also, uh, you know, ultimately censorship. That's a problem because you start to limit ideas. You start to uh, limit people's moral obligation to investigate the truth about people and about comments and about news. And because of this, it is becoming a very damaging, damaging society in which we cannot exchange ideas. We cannot grow as a society and we cannot use the Internet for what it was intended for. The Internet was intended for an open source of information. That is why most things you can do on the internet other than uh, 
the purchase or, you know, the acquiring of someone else's property freely, most things you do on the Internet are open sourced. As well as most people's ideas put out on the Internet are also open sourced. Okay, we could go through the history of the Internet. The Internet actually started in the 60s. It started as a communication with DARPA. And, you know, uh, and from there they comprised and developed email. This is a military situation that if communications went down vocally, then they could have a backup through many sources of routers and modems so that we could communicate. From there, in the 80s and 90s, it became a forum of ideas and open source information for developers. From there, it became a host of ideas, art, music, and ideas and news. 2000s until now is for everything. Okay. So the censorship of the Internet actually is the destruction of the Internet and it's also the destruction of media. It's also the destruction of someone's ideas. It's also the destruction of freedom of speech. So what do you think? If you put out pictures of yourself, if you put out ideas of yourself and someone doesn't agree, unless it follow, if it follows under certain codes of conduct, especially codes of conduct by law that are permitted or prohibited to be unlawful such as you know naked pictures on facebook you can't do that because there's laws that keep those types of things away due to the demographic that is on facebook you have kids on there and things like that and there are laws in place that don't allow those those things but if you have your own website you're allowed to post what you want if you're under youtube they have never had laws that suggested that what I say out of my mouth is prohibited by a law. Now, if I use copyrighted material without sourcing that material, I can be I could have a strike against me and, you know, a certain amount of strikes could lead to. And, and there's other there's other pro, you know, prohibited uh, uh ways in which you can get strikes but just expressing an opinion or expressing an interpretation of news whether it's false or whether it's real is not by law by law uh for the internet itself an issue and i'm actually doing this this is non-scripted so bear with me but what do you think if you have your own Sources, web pages, websites, your own, you know, platform of ideas, should they be censored? And if you're on someone else's platform that you help build. After this. Platform becomes. Grand. And a source of all information. Should then. You be singled out because your opinion doesn't fit a certain narrative. Okay, that those are important questions that you need to think about. I suggest you think about before 
you answer those because, yeah, it's easy to say one thing, you know, have one opinion about that when you're not a content creator. But think as if a con- you're a content creator or think, you know, think of it as if you're an artist or think of it as if you're a news reporter. OK, there's elements to which what you do is actually, you know, by law protected under, you know, ethics of Internet and ethics of freedom of speech and etc. So I had to get that out and I hope you think about that and share with me what you think. And if you were a content creator under someone else's roof, that by law you had the right to share, should you be censored because of certain content that you put out? Um, if it's not, you know, restricted under law and uh, many things under the Internet are not restricted under the law. OK. Second thing I wanted to talk about. Uh, there was a man, I can't remember exactly what city. Let me see if I can find it here. Yeah, okay, so Georgia woman calls police on black man babysitting two white children, okay? And this was NBC News, New York Times, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so the story goes, so I'll take this in Georgia. Yes, so a Georgia woman has been accused of Racial profiling after she called the police on an African-American man who was babysitting two white children. Corey Lewis, the babysitter, accuses the woman of following the following and harassing him for the better part of an hour on Sunday afternoon in Marietta, Georgia. Okay, story goes, basically, Lewis was at a Walmart subway with two children, uh, two mango children the last name mango (laughs) um two mango children which were two white children doesn't really matter to me what color but as far as the story goes uh lewis being a black man he actually runs a business where he has a center um the center is actually called uh, let's see if i can find it here for you guys Excuse me, I'm just making sure I get the the facts right because that's what this whole talk is about. It's about checking the facts before you speak. Uh, 
Okay, well, basically, I'll look here, but basically, the man has a business, and uh, he takes care of children. He babysits them all the time, um, and the two children were completely fine, not panicking, not in distress. Uh, Mr. Lewis was in Subway with them, bought them dinner, um, Walmart Subway, when a lady basically saw them exit and they're, I guess they were by the car and they're finishing up their food and the lady kind of harassed them by coming up. I don't know why she thought it was suspicious that there was a black man with two white children. I have friends that are black children with white parents. I have friends that are, you know, uh, black parents with white children. Uh, I'm myself a father of uh, a mixed boy. The mixed boy is very, his skin is much, you know, much lighter than mine. Um, and Lewis said the woman then followed them. And as he drove home, after she confronted them twice, the first time she saw them, she said, um, are those children okay? Or something like that. And he was like, why wouldn't they be? She drives off. They go to a gas station. Um, the lady pulls up again, asks Mr. Lewis if she, he could talk to the older child, which was uh, a young young girl. Um, and he, as the caretaker, said, no, you may not, which is the right thing to do because the mother, you know, if anybody you answer to, you answer to the parents. If the mother knows that you're letting your children talk to strangers, that's much worse than you being a black man or being a man of color or being a white man with an opposite color of kids doesn't matter if some if a stranger asks to talk to your kids and you're you're in charge of those children you don't let them talk to the, that that stranger period that's the whole point of babysitting and, and protecting being the guardian okay is you don't let children you don't let those children talk to strangers unless those strangers so happen they may be strangers to the ch children but let's say the stranger to the children is your sister then you can permit that that stranger to talk to the children as long as they're not in distress now i would have understood if the kids were in distress if the kids were showing signs of uncomfortability or if the kids were in pain or if it was obviously obvious that the kids were in danger i can understand that but are we really in 2018 still judging people by the children's color and the parents color or by the the friends you hang out with Versus your color. Like where is this going on? This is pockets of. I, I guess this is going on everywhere. But we just don't see it. Until it is is recorded. Um, I, I myself. I'm from Indiana. It, it can be racially racially driven. In certain areas. I myself have been a victim of. You know racial tensions. Even with the police. I live in Florida now. I don't deal with that as much. But th this is just something. I have to point out anymore. Is. Uh, Mr. Lewis, you know, this is ridiculous, but Mr. Lewis didn't get, you know, at the gas station, the lady that's harassing him or whatever and, and driving up to him, follows him to the gas station. She has to speak to the older child, which was the girl. He told them, no, you may not. And then the lady says, okay, well, I'm gonna take it down. I'm taking down your license plate from there. Uh, I guess Mr. Lewis and the children got into the car. And then from there, they drove away um, and they almost got home or they were home or something. Then a cop, I guess, pulled up. And that's when Mr. Lewis then started to record the incident 
in disbelief that it was happening to him, which I can understand for your protection. You don't know if something's going to happen. Then you have to explain to Mrs. Mango or Mongo that, uh, you know, you got beat up by the cops or or you got questioned by the cops or your children got taken away, you know, without your consent for a misunderstanding. Okay, you have to understand at this point, this man is liable for what happens to these children, who they interact with, what experiences they have, etc. These kids are scarred. And the inter- at the end of the interview, it was saying that the children were uh, fearful that they would not that Mr. Lewis would not be able to watch them anymore. They said that because they had peachy skin and and I quote the children because they had peachy skin and Mr. Lewis had darker skin than them or brown skin. Uh, the lady thought it was weird that Mr. Lewis was watching them. The kids said that they were a baby, you know, that was their babysitter. And, um, you know, that, you know, you could definitely tell that through the interview, et cetera, et cetera, that the kids had a very uh, scarring experience. And that that's unfortunate. Because when you induce kids to this type of behavior, uh, it follows follows them for the rest of their life. Okay, and getting outside the story because I'm not trying to be a news reporter, uh, but getting outside the story, when does it become normal for people of color to mingle? When does it become appropriate for me and my son to go out and I'm much darker than my son and we go out and someone calls the cops because they think that my son is being kidnapped because I'm black. Now, this is why I said this is very primitive Neanderthalic uh, thought processes that I can't wrap my head around anymore. We live in a time where everybody around us is from everywhere in this world. Okay, you should not be in someone else's business unless, like I said, the kids seem like they were in distress. You know, Mr. Lewis was showing any sort of, you know, radical behavior towards the children or suspicious behavior towards these children. But where do we draw the line? Like where? When? Mind your business. What do you guys think? What is going on? Why can't we in this country on both sides of the aisle, I'm nonpartisan, I'm not a leftist, I'm not a rightist, whatever you want to call it. Where do we draw the line to say people's business is people's business? And where do we get out of this primitive thought process that uh, because your skin color is shades darker than mine, that I... I am somewhat inferior or superior to you when our organs, our blood and our brains all operate the same. We all got 10 fingers and 10 toes. We got a red or pink tongue. We have a squishy big brain that's the size of two fists or whatever. We have two eyeballs in our head that are white. They have white, you know, I forget the what it's called around the actual pupil. Uh, uh, <laughs> the cornea, uh, you know, 
when do we get past the fact that my skin is going to be shades darker or lighter than yours? If you go and mix your DNA with someone that's opposite of you, your child is going to come out either lighter or darker. Does it mean that they're not human? Does it mean that they aren't the same race? Does it mean that if you're a mom with darker skin, because my mom's darker than me and my dad's lighter than me. My son's much lighter than me. My future children will be lighter than me. So most of the children in this, on, I mean, in most places in this country, in a lot of places in this country, I shouldn't say most, but a lot of places in this country, predominantly are mixed or uh, lighter or darker than one or two of their parents. So these are things I just want to highlight because I am so tired of seeing such hatred, such suspicion of, of people based off of their skin color or their hair texture. When will we move past this? Is it going to take another hundred years before this is not a, an issue? Or will we even exist with this kind of mindset? Will we still exist? Because the next thing that's going to happen after racial, racial tensions could be violence. Could be. You know? We gotta we gotta take what the media says, we gotta with a grain of salt. We have to do our own research. We have to be slow to anger. We have to be slow to uh, react reacting. We have to be slow to um, throwing our opinions on other people. We have to be able to speak with people and and create dialogue and whether it's different or not, not to crucify, you know, mentally or even physically sometimes someone because of their race or someone because of their understanding or someone because of their religion. I thank you guys and I ask these questions and I just hope that I know this is a little longer than I wanted it to be. This is partly why I don't do these types of things. But just think about what, you know, what this conversation and have conversations like this with people around you. When is it time to change and grow up? Stay out of people's business and talk to people about our differences like adults if children if children don't care about race and color if if they don't see a problem with it as naive as they are what is the problem with us not getting past it as conscious intellectually sound adults that can gain information through the internet through extensive research through books through Speaking through dialogue and speaking with people at a certain level, at a certain point. You got to see how primitive this stuff is, guys. You got to see how how futile this shit is. Like, it is crazy. It is crazy at this point. It's about to be year 2020 of the 21st century. And we're still talking about colors of skin. Just think about that. In that context, think about it in that context. Before you make a rash decision or say something presumptuous, 
Think about that. And I thank you for listening to me. If anybody does listen. And have a wonderful and blessed day.